You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host for Real Presence Live. Today, coming at you from the University of Mary, Bismarck, North Dakota. We're just done. We're having a pretty big uh, University of Mary show today, but we're going to take a step away from that because we want to talk about the saint of the day. But before we do that, I want to let you know that we have a website, which you probably already know about, realpresence.com. And you can go there to get even more content than our Real Presence Live. We have all sorts of things going on there. You can listen to programming uh, from the local area, which is carrying all the way to North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, into Wisconsin. I think a little bit of Iowa and a little bit of Montana and a little bit of uh, Wyoming. I'm doing my geography here. Southern Canada. I don't know where else we go besides there. Anyway, it's all over the place and all over the world because uh, we're online. But uh, the local programming comes from that, that large region there, which you all know because that's where you're listening from probably. We also have our podcasts. If you've missed one of the daily shows, they get loaded up every afternoon. Uh, both hours of the local programming gets put up on, online. You can submit a prayer intention. Uh, you can see what else is going on there with regards to prayer and the Real Presence family. Uh, we love giving donuts to priests, which I don't think is a great idea. I think we should be giving them like um, penances so they can fast and pray more. Uh, but anyway, we like giving donuts to our priests because we love them. Nominate your favorite priest and you can get him some donuts. And there's even more if you check it out, realpresenceradio.com. All right, so that's that. We're going to move into our next segment. Father Evinger, are you there? I am here. Good morning. Now, if there's somebody who could use some donuts, it's Father Joseph Evinger. He is a skinny <laughs> dude, man, unless you've gained a lot of weight in the last year. I haven't seen you for a little while. but <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm about to say that. <laughs> about to yeah. say All right, Father, thanks so much for being with us today. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing quite fine. Doing quite All fine. Right. Just finished mass at seven thirty while we're on mountain time here. Oh sure. Killed her. And yeah. now there's Eucharistic adoration going on. Just popped into the office. And then I got a call from you guys. Love that. So uh you are pastor. Tell us a little bit more about um about your your life. You're pastor in Kildare and there's a couple other parishes connected, so, huh? Yeah, so I have three parishes. So Kildare, which is north of Dickinson, and then to the east of here there's Halliday about twenty two miles. And then north of Halliday, it's a parish on the reservation, also um, called St. Joseph's Parish, like here in Kilder. And it's called, um, so it's the parish in Twin Buttes. So three parishes, three smaller parishes, but enough to keep me busy. Sure. And you're able to keep up uh, adoration during uh, COVID time, huh? We, I actually started it after COVID. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it was a good opportunity uh, to, to do yeah. that. Yeah, great. It's when I came here, we, we desired it. You know, a few folks mentioned it. Uh, and then after COVID, and, and some of the older folks can't come to Mass on Sunday, yeah. so adoration's perfect for them. And they said, yep, we, we'd, we'd gladly do it. So they take an hour in the middle of the week and spend some time with Jesus. Yeah. Great. So you have that one one day per week or a couple days per week? Just, just one day. So Great. it's from 8 o'clock to 8 p.m. Whoa. So you go all day. We go all day, yeah. I Two love people that. each hour. I've had mm-hmm. to fill in a couple of times here and there, but that's that's part of being a priest. That's right. That's great. Well, you got to pray anyway, so that's good to hop in there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about the 
the saint of the day. Are your parishes named after the saint of the day? I don't think so. They're they're not. So it's Saint Joseph and Saint Paul. Okay. Those are the, the two saints. But you know a little yeah. bit about this other saint too. Tell us about the saint of the day. Who who are we celebrating today, Father? We're celebrating Saint Francis Xavier, not to be confused with ex Xavier. <laughs> uh, Saint <laughs> Francis Xavier. He's he's a rather amazing character. So growing up, our parents would give us those those tan books of the saints. Yeah. So by I think that most of them are by Mary Fabian Windeot. I don't remember how to say her last name. Uh-huh. But I can remember St. Francis Xavier being one of them. I don't remember if I picked it up and read it at the time, but mm-hmm. I can remember the picture on the front, which which really stood out. And and then as time went on, in the Office of Readings, so this morning as you and I prayed in the Office of Readings as priests, the, this letter, this amazing letter from St. Francis Xavier to St. Ignatius of Loyola. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know who... Ignatius of Loyola, he's uh, the founder of the Jesuits. Well, he, along with six others, which include St. Francis Xavier, it's, um, St. Francis Xavier, I think, is really a saint of today because of how he grew up in a very wealthy home. Hmm. Um, there's a bit of war going on there in Navarre, uh, north of Spain, or northern Spain. And then, and then what's also interesting is he was really in the world. Just mm. very, very much into the world. Uh, when he went off to, to Paris, studying there at the College of St. Barbara, that's when he had his big conversion. For, it was at that time he met St. Ignatius of Loyola. And, and I, it's rather interesting because how he converted and what St. Ignatius said to him stirred his heart to the core, and that's what became his, his whole life, and which, which is being a missionary. This mm-hmm. missionary zeal for souls. It was. It's rather attractive uh, when when you read the writings of his, and and you're like, you know what? If I just had a little bit of that zeal, it'd be it'd be amazing. Right. So was he? Uh, he was a Catholic. Uh, he was a Catholic in Paris, but not not really living his his faith very much. You're saying, or what? Or what was Correct. going on? Okay. Yeah, so he, he grew up uh, in a, a very noble family, grew up mm-hmm. in a Catholic family. This mm-hmm. is the 1500s, so this is at the same time of the Protestant Reformation. So there's a lot going on in the known world at the time. Mm. Spain and France, you know, they're, they're um, not as affected, but nevertheless are, as, as when new ideas come out, they get spread to universities and colleges. So, so he, even though he was Catholic, wasn't really living, you know, a full... Christian life, and then when Saint Francis or Saint Ignatius of Loyola said to Saint Francis, "What does it profit a man if he gain the whole world but lose his soul?" Hmm. And that just hit him to the heart. Wow! And it's 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 just when I, he must have been at the right place at the time, and I guess they had already developed a friendship. So they were friends, and as you, we all know, when something comes from a friend mm. whom you trust, it's much, it's taken much easier or, or much more serious than if somebody who, who you don't know. You know, if I preached, you know, outside Walmart and said, hey, folks, you don't change your lives, you're going to go to hell. You know, there, no, most people wouldn't, wouldn't respond to that. But here, one of his good friends was really concerned, and he, he responded with a, an amazing conversion. Yeah, that's fantastic. <clears throat> so this is so he's in. We're in Spain. He's a Spaniard. Uh, he goes to. He's in France. He's 
Uh, he's in Paris. Ignatius, for, for whatever reason, was also in Paris at the time. Well, I don't know how that all works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, uh, had Ignatius started the order yet when they when these guys met up, or is this beforehand? So at at age nineteen, Francis Xavier then went. He had gone to Paris, and it was a couple years later that he met Ignatius of Loyola, and they in fifteen twenty five. Uh, well, that was the time when they met, but then in 1534, they established or founded locally, there are seven of them, the Society of Jesus, the, the Jesuits, as we know. Mm-hmm. And, and from there, it was, so that's right about the time of his conversion, along with the other seven, or the other six. But then what ended up happening in, in 1540 is they traveled to Rome because they wanted to get paper approval. So when they came there before the Pope at the time, he, he gave them permission. They took those vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience again, you know, before the Pope with a third one, which was obedience directly to the Pope, the Holy Father. And then they were sent as missionaries, but they needed somebody to be sent out first, and Francis Xavier was that guy. So he, he then went to India, the western India, Goa was the name of the place. And he traveled there. He left on his... 35th birthday, April 7th, 1941. Took over a year to get to, to India wow. to travel on ships. Yeah. Which, which is fascinating itself. You know, I, I can get in a plane and be in India in two days. You know, it took him over a year. <laughs> and so once he arrived, after a year and a month, came there. There had been missionaries previously, but, but some of the places hadn't seen missionaries for quite a long time. And, and that's when he began to, to really experience uh, for others what Ignatius of Loyola had done for him, and that is, I want to save souls. I don't want anybody to go to hell. Just, just that phrase, you know, appears multiple times in, in his writings. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, this is so great. And so when he gets, uh, when he gets to India, Francis... Um, he is he's the first he's the first Christian that's ever showed up to, to try to convert people or there's a there's a deep history of things going on here in India or what 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 was the landscape of what his what he was arriving to? Yeah, so the Christianity had already been in India thanks mm-hmm. to Saint Thomas the Apostle. Right. But what they had is these different groups of people. I forget the caste system it's called. So you have the high class, you have more middle class, and then lower class. So a lot of the lower class had not experienced the gospel message. They had not experienced the good news of Jesus, you know, dying for us, rising from the dead. And those are the folks he really targeted. Some mm-hmm. of them, as you can find from the writings, had already heard about Christianity, you know, from missionaries before, but they didn't have regular Mass. They didn't have anybody, uh, Francis says, to teach them the Apostles' Tree, the Our Father, even the Hail Mary. And, and he spent much of his time doing just that. I'll come back, I suppose, later after the break, and we'll talk more about that. But uh, he, he, he was just uh, a character that had zeal in his 30s. You know, I'm in my 30s. I, if I recall correctly, you're right about there, too. Mm-hmm. I think low 40s. And, and um, to have that zeal is something that I wish more people had. I wish I myself had that same zeal. 
Yeah, absolutely. Everybody, this is Father Vasek, your host, Real Presence Live. I'm 36 years old. I'm not yet in my lower 40s, Father Evinger, but Father <laughs> Evinger, who is with us, we're talking about the saint of the day, St. Francis Xavier's. We'll take a short break. We'll come back and talk more about this phenomenal missionary, zealous saint. Stay with us, Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Everybody, Father Craig Vosick, your host, coming back for this segment, Real Presence Live. Wherever you are, we hope that you're blessed on this feast day of St. Francis Xavier. We are talking with Father Joseph Evinger, a priest of the Diocese of Bismarck, about this saint of the day. We uh, began in the, the first part of the segment talking about uh, a little bit of his early life and his being professor, or being in Paris anyway, and encountering Saint Ignatius of Loyola, and the, the founding and then the sending of Francis to India. Father, where do, we, where do you want to pick up? Where do we want to go with the story now? Father Evinger, are you still with us? Can you hear me? Yep, there you are. Sorry, we're, uh, we'll pick okay. up where we pick up where we left off. Where do you want to go now? Where do we want to talk about? Yeah. So in, in reading in reading um, his life story, three things point uh, come to my mind. So there's his childhood, where he really lived a, a wealthy childhood, although there was war at the time going on, and where he was at. 
And then his conversion, which was a very big moment in his life, thanks to St. Ignatius of Loyola. And then that conversion brought him to his missionary zeal. At the end of Mass, you know, we all hear that phrase, you know, go, you know, go and announce the gospel of the Lord, go forth to Mass, then go in peace, glorify the Lord by your life. He really lived that to the full. Mm. So when he was sent as one of the, the first, well, as the first missionary of the Jesuits to India, he, he brought that zeal with them, that zeal for the gospel, that zeal for Christ, that zeal for, uh, to, to really save people from, from the powers of hell and, and bring them to heaven. They, that was just this, this interaction with God that he himself experienced. He wanted to give to others, and he wanted them to, to experience that life of God within them. So when he went to India, you know, he, he converted many there. And I want to I just kind of give you an idea of what, what was going on there at the time. This is from the mm-hmm. Office of Readings, and, and he's there speaking. You know, he's out there ringing the bell, and many of the kids are, you know, amazed by it. He's there praying in his office, and they come up to him, these kids, and they say, like, what, what you know, like, and they're, you know, they're, they're noticed, or he's um, noticed by them, and, and they're, they go and they start asking him questions. So he teaches them just the basic prayers basic prayers. But one thing that he recognizes, there was so much hunger for the gospel message, so much hunger for Jesus, that as he's writing to St. Ignatius in this letter, he's saying, oh, if I could just go like a madman to the universities of Europe, and especially Paris, and everywhere, just crying out, trying to get their attention, he says, and this is, quote, what a tragedy. How many souls are being shut out of heaven and falling into hell thanks to you? It's very blunt. You know, I talked a bit about that before, but it's, he, he wanted to really get the point. And then as, as he, you know, speaks later um, to Ignatius of Loyola, he says, you know, if, if more people would just realize this, this call to save souls, this call to reach out to those that are hungry, those that are hungry for, for the message. But he didn't finish with India. Like, India mm. was not, I mean, he, he converted many people there. He went off to Japan. He learned the language of the Japanese, and this is where the Lord used his youth, his childhood wealth, to, to bring the gospel message to the people of Japan. What he did was, when he got there, he realized he could not come as a poor man, for they did not at all have, they, 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 they kind of shunned the poor out. They weren't mm. respected anyway. So what he did is he dressed up as a, a wealthy man, and he had those that had come with him, the other Jesuit missionaries, and they would serve him. So he looked like this wealthy man, and that's, that's how he got to the people of Japan. But even, even then he said it was still hard because for them, they did not understand what hell was. They, they, they just couldn't fathom hell. And, and that was his main gospel message was don't go to hell, you know, let's, mm. let's strive for heaven. So he did find some difficulty there. But then he, he uh, later wanted to go to China. He didn't get to China because he died of a fever hmm. as he was about to enter. He was just age 46, very young age. And, and I, I look at that, look at his life, and many people say that he converted as many people to the faith or more than St. Paul the Apostle himself. Like, that's how much zeal he had. And, wow. and like, like I mentioned before, like, if I had just a little bit of that, I guess, you know, I pray that God does that to me, you know, right. and to many of us clergy. Like, like if we had that missionary zeal, 
you know, I think a lot more could happen. Yes, absolutely. And we need the intercession of these great saints. The the Spirit of the Lord would arrest us mm-hmm. and uh, and move us. So this is uh, Father Vasek chatting with Father Joseph Evinger of the Diocese of Bismarck about the saint of the day, St. Francis Xavier. Uh, you mentioned this is a, a saint of the day, really. I mean, he is the saint of t- of today in the in the liturgy, but he's also a saint for today. Uh, you uh-huh. mentioned uh, that's really with regard to his his zeal, or but also you you had mentioned about just people not knowing kind of some of the basics. Maybe say something more about that. Yes, yeah. Uh, so, so my experience now as a as a priest up in Williston, and then now here, there's a number of youth, number of kids, you know, making their first communion even a little bit older, where they don't know the Our Father, they don't know the Hail Mary. And and that, I guess, falls back to us priests, us catechists, but maybe even more so parents, that parents, grandparents even, have the obligation to pass the faith on. And that starts with the basics, you know, the sign of the cross, the belief in the Trinity. It, of course, is the Apostles' Creed. This morning at Mass, you know, and, and speaking about St. Francis Xavier, I, I said... I wonder how many of us actually know um, the Ten Commandments. Like, if I ask, you know, right now, you know, all the people that are going to be attending Mass this coming Sunday, like, what are the Ten Commandments? I wonder how many people would actually know them to heart. I suppose we could get them, you know, with multiple choice, you know. But I, I think, like, like just the basics. That's, that's what Francis Xavier tried to teach, the basics. And, you know, when he died at age 46 today, you know, in nine or excuse me, in fifteen fifty two, that that was his whole life, just getting to the basics of our faith, and and sometimes we overlook that. We think people, ah, yeah, they know the tanks. We don't need to talk about them. You know, ah, they know the apostles. Yeah, we the hour. Ah, we don't need to talk about that. But mm-hmm. to to explain these prayers, to explain the the Ten Commandments, it's something that I've now more realizing in our CIA in those becoming Catholic, like, I need to talk about the basics. If we don't get them, we don't understand the rest of our Catholic faith. Right. Absolutely right. St. Francis Xavier, this is good. One of the founders, who who are some of the other founders of the Jesuits? Uh, There's Ignatius and Francis Xavier. Philip Neary tried to join them, but he got rejected, right? (laughs) I I really don't. Actually, I think you're right, because he would have come later. Yeah, he was trying to. He was. I remember watching the movie about Philip Neri. The Ignatius Ignatius uh, Press has that film on. It's called Preferisco Paradiso. I prefer mm-hmm. Paradise. And he was trying to. He was trying to get joined up with Ignatius and uh, and Francis Xavier, and they, they kept rejecting him. I don't know, maybe because he's a little bit crazy. Uh, but he just said, uh-huh. "Fine, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna let me go to India, then I'm just gonna convert Rome." And so he just started going preaching around Rome. Uh, that's really great. Did, yeah. did, did some of these Peter other Faber guys? Okay, one. okay. He's one of the founders, Faber. Peter Faber. Okay. Did somebody go with Francis, or did he just like he just jumped on a boat by himself? He uh, well, he did that sometimes, but when he went to India, there were others that gone with him. So what ended up happening? They filed the order in '34. wasn't It hadn't received papal approval at the time. That didn't happen until 1540. And then at that time, there were many others already that were joining them. So I suppose when he, by the time he went, there were I, I don't know how many in the order, but I know it's known that by the time he went to Japan, there were many others with him. From the from the from the Jesuits, from the Jesuits, mm. yeah. So, Father, have you been to? Have you been able to visit Rome in your life? I have, yeah. 
Did you did you happen to go to the Jesu to the to the relics of Saint Francis Xavier? I I was in the Jesu, yeah. but I didn't know you're, you're going to tell me about his arm or his hand is there. Is well, that I correct? just yeah. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's very striking in the in the Jesu up on the up, up towards the front on the right. There's a there's a big altar across from the altar of Saint Ignatius. Uh, of St. Francis Xavier. I don't know if that's the name of the altar, but there's a, there's a large glass case. And inside, uh-huh. it seems like his, his hand and his forearm. And I think there's a note there saying this is the, the hand of the arm that baptized a million or something like this. Or, uh-huh. It's yeah. this incredible testimony to, uh, to the rich fruit that he, that he harvested in the vineyard of the Lord in India. So mm-hmm. just, yeah. So his body still is in, in Goa, India. They're on the, the western side. But mm. I, well, one of his you know, hands is there in the JSU. I think the other <laughs> hand is at another place. I don't remember exactly where. <laughs> his hands are but still I, on the move. Okay. <laughs> you know, but like when you think of that, you know, like our hands as priests, you know, how often we, well, you know, we hold the Blessed Sacrament. We, we use our hands to give absolution to, to those coming to receive the mercy of God in the Sacrament of Confession. We, we use our hands to, to baptize babies. You know, to baptize adults, we use our hands for multiple things, to bless people at the end of every Mass. Yeah. And, and when you see that hand, like, it, it, can, it can stir faith. He, Absolutely. This is interesting. <clears throat> an interesting, excuse me, an interesting fact about So they buried him when he died there on the island there near China, mm-hmm. hoping that he would rot fast so they could bring his bones, you know, back to, to Goa or, or to, um, to Rome. But when they dug him up a year later, he hadn't decayed. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Father, uh, we're, we're running right up against a hard break. Thanks so much for being with us today and sharing yeah. with us about the saint of the day. Thank you for having me. Absolutely great. Happy Feast Day, Please everybody. Keep us purge in your prayers, folks. Everybody, please pray for your priests. We'll take a yes, yes. we'll take a break okay, now. Amen. We'll finish this uh, hour. We'll come back with another hour of great programming here, Real Presence Live. Stay with us, everybody. <laughs> 